I think that's a little bit better. You have to talk into a cage because I'm trying to capture that giant fucking voice of yours. It's kind of working, but that's why I wrapped up my fucking microphone and all this soundproof foam, too. (laughs) See, you're still echoing. I still catch you. Like, you still echo echo everywhere. There's nothing I can do except for... You ever think this is why they put Robin behind the glass window? Maybe she has a loud voice, too. No, that is exactly why Robin is behind a glass window. (laughs) Howard Stern, yeah. Yeah, because she is very boisterous and her voice carries really, really well, and it probably bleeds over through everybody else's mic. Okay. (laughs) That's why anybody gets put into a glass booth for any of those kinds of shows. I I belong at a glass booth. Yeah, I'm going to have to fucking build one for you. It's like the only other thing, like the only other option I have. I'm going to have to build a glass booth... We call it the freak show <laughs> or the penalty box. <laughs> we'll just call it the box that I have to build that contains Matt fucking Psyops voice. There you go. Uh, all right. You're ready to go. I'm all set up. Fucking A. All right. Uh, here we go. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Welcome to the 229th straight week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court. Sitting across from me for once in the last three goddamn weeks at the studio is Matt. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's nice to be back. Yeah, you, you finally show up to be in studio, and all I do is bitch about how I can't contain your voice. Yep, that's it. I'm trying all sorts of stuff. I got a, a foam wrapped around my microphone, like a whole big cage of foam it's, it's to try and absorb before it gets anywhere near you. And then I have this, what was left over, I made like this, like, little smiley joker face trap of foam around where your face would be. It's like I'm talking into a like a 1920s villain's mustache or really weird alien pussy, but it's one of the two. Either way, you're into it and kind of turned on by it. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, rock hard right now. 
<laughs> so that's perfect for the movie that we're talking about this week. Yeah, the, uh, a little exploitation. Yeah, little sexploitation, little like straight up exploitation. Like this movie took a turn that I was not expecting in the most wonderful way. I really did. I was just like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I don't want to get too far into it, yeah. but like we have to kind of address it. Like, holy fuck, this was not what I was expecting. Me, I, I was like, okay, she's going to do some things and this is how it's going to be. And right? then it was just right turned into, wow, all right, so now you're doing that. She made the right turn at Albuquerque yeah, that fucking really Bugs did. Bunny always forgets. Yeah. Or was yeah. it left? I can't remember. I think it was a left turn at Albuquerque. But she, he, she made the left. Whatever turn she made, she made it hard, all right? <laughs> like screeching at 90 miles per hour and she's making that turn. Yeah, this is like a film noir that's like takes place in the middle of the day, pretty much. Like it's, yeah, a, it's like a, a daylight film like, noir. There's like one noir. night scene and that's it. <laughs> Probably because they couldn't afford lighting. <laughs> Right, but After like after I watched it, I did research. The budget on this was only like a hundred thousand dollars. No, no, it was less than that. It was less than that. Yeah, the actual shooting budget was like in the fifty k range. Do you know it overly grossed eighteen million though? Yeah, I know. Like it made. I well, mean, that's well, a success. Yeah, I did a bunch of stuff on behind the scenes as well, and we'll kind of yeah. talk about All it right, too. Cool. Um, but you know, but I feel like we're gonna have a little bit more to actually talk about this week than we have the last, especially week. than last week. Yeah, last yeah. week was a little light on the. We were really stretching. We were, re- I mean, well, you had to with that movie. Oh, my Lord. I was considering some of our dialogue and putting it into slow motion of us talking. <laughs> like, I didn't know what else to do. And, like, I left the clips be full. And, like, yeah. I even, like, didn't cheat on the fade-ins as much. And I extended some of the songs. And I'm like, this episode is so lean. Oh, it was. Like, I really had to stretch just to get an hour and a half. And we did, like, two news stories. And we fucked off a bunch. And even still. Yeah, but, I mean, again, though, there wasn't a lot to talk about. Well, and, like, even the sidetracking talk that we did didn't even go that far. I know. Yeah, so like, I just I don't know. We shouldn't really fuck around that much at the beginning here, but we do have to give a little bit of pattern at the beginning of the episode. They like our pablum. (laughs) They love the soft, chewy stuff that a cow makes when it chews. Yes. (laughs) It's exactly what they like. (laughs) It's so weird that you know that word. I know, right? (laughs) Where did you pick that up from? You you hear a word, you say a word. I know you've used that before in the past, but it just weirds me out when you use a word like that. I know, right? Just <laughs> How right the out of there. fuck did he learn that? I paid attention one day in English, and it just happened to be that day. I feel like somebody must have used that in WWE or something. No, that, I don't. That's not really a word a WWE superstar would use. Or it any seems wrestler. like the kind of thing that like Jr. would use, though. No, 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 no. But would you ever hear me say concussed? I definitely got that version of concussion from Jr. Watching wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Definitely. Yeah, because yeah, he would always reference a person as being concussed. <laughs> and eventually you just started laughing about it. You'd be making a drinking game. How many times is he going to say the word concussed? As much as he possibly can, because there's a whole lot of concussions going on yeah, in that, exactly. that yeah. fucking sport. I mean, that was back when they were doing full-on chair shots to the head. So yeah, a lot of concussions <laughs> were happening back then. <laughs> a lot of swelled brains and uh, of murdering s- of your family <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> I was like, well, am I going to bring that up or is he going to bring oh, that up? Oh, of course I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, the dude straight up murdered his family. Yeah, yeah. That that Canadian crippling really, really fucking did some crippling. I mean, he he bought into the gimmick a little bit too much. Oh God! <laughs> I would like to say that that's too dark, but it's perfect for the movie we're talking perfect. about this week. So we're gonna take a little break here. We're gonna play a promo for the Legion Patreon ad after really bringing you all down. <laughs> We'll have a little bit of music befitting of Malibu High. And when we come back, we will have the trailer. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. 
I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon. And for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. perfectly because we are wondering what the hell is this bad girl trying to do what's she trying to prove and she certainly makes a whole lot of hearts bleed if you know what i mean and i think you do she's just so bad she's so bad it feels so good to watch her be bad she's good at being bad she's so good at being bad they made a trailer about it and here it is i'm gonna get the highest grades and studying isn't gonna have anything to do with it kim wants to graduate from malibu high with honors most kids do it by making grades Kim does it by making appointments. What are you doing after school? If you're interested, I'll be at High Point. I'm not interested. High Point. I'll be there. She's studying with the best instructors at Malibu High. And if she can't learn enough from 9 to 3... You game for a little game? She takes her teachers on a field trip. Well, that's an offer hard to resist. Then don't. Malibu High. Malibu High, where the most important subject 
is physical education. How are you, Miss uh, Beckley? The best, sir. I need extra help, Mr. Mooney. I mean personal help. Couldn't we get together after school? From history to physics. The next report cards are about to come out. I want you to know what grade I expect. About your grades, Miss Bentley. Truly remarkable. From botany to driver's ed. What grade do you expect? An A. All A's in all of your classes except Miss Damon's English class? This is the story of a schoolgirl named Kim. I don't understand. You never seem to study anymore. Relax, Mr. Elmhurst. Enjoy the view. Who was the best in her class? Malibu High. I would just like to say that that trailer is quite misleading about the movie you're about to watch. Right? They make it sound like it's going to be like your typical Crown International picture, which was essentially what you would see as like sexploitation. Yeah. And like 65% of this film is that? Yeah. Yeah, but if you, it, takes, it takes a turn. Yeah, but like, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it as like the as the turn happens, but it feels like they wrote one movie, and <laughs> then they wrote a separate movie, and then they sandwiched the two movies together. They're, they're like, we don't have enough money to make two movies. Put your hands together. Kind of. It's, it's more like this script is chocolate, the other script is peanut butter, and they should not work together. Hey, you got your peanut butter and my chocolate. Right. You got your, you got your bad girl turned killer in my bad girl turned prostitute movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow it tastes like fucking Reese's peanut butter cups. It works. <laughs> That's the bad girl. That and then an like officer that. named Reese shoots them both and takes the recipe for himself. And we're back to family guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right, let's just do this fucking review. Let's do it. Malibu high. So uh, we see a young woman wake up and uh, she's nude. So right away. Thanks, movie. I mean, yeah, she wakes up, pops out of bed yeah, and, and is completely stark. Yep. And, and then she lights up a cigarette right away. And I'm like, That's my kind of lady right there. <laughs> she She's starting her her morning the marlboro man sort of way that's my fetish <laughs> i have a raging erection well i mean that's usual though that's not i mean yeah but seeing a woman get out of bed that looks like she's in her late 40s yeah and light up <laughs> yeah, a cigarette yeah, 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 yeah. that's totally your thing that is my thing that's my fetish <laughs> I have a raging erection. Well, then she decides she's going to get ready for the day. Uh, she sits down for breakfast with her mother, and mom starts in on the shit, and that is our first clip. That looks great. What looks great? Eating and smoking at the same time. There. I can smoke and drink coffee at the same time, can't I? Well, you'd better hurry. There's Kevin. It's not Kevin. It's Lucy. Not Kevin. Isn't he picking you up? No. Why not? What happened? I just decided not to see him anymore. That's too bad. Not really. Who needs him? Don't your friends have any manners? Hurry up. I'll be getting complaints from the neighbors. You worry about those assholes. Kim... Sorry. Where are your books? What books? Your school books. Don't you have any homework anymore? I do my homework in school. Oh, you do, huh? No wonder you're flunking everything. You're getting to be just like your father. If you expect to graduate, you better get in here every night. Hey, come on, we're late. We're late! God! (laughs) 
Oh, hey, I hate to tell you this, but there's Kevin. Hey, that's Annette Ingersoll he's with, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, would you look at that car? Where did she ever get a car like that? Her father bought it for her. Where do you think? Her father's Harry Ingersoll. You've heard of Harry Ingersoll, haven't you? Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, he owns half the town. But that's a common name around here. I didn't know he was her father. Yeah, well, now you know. Now she owns Kevin, too. I'm sorry, Kim. Sorry for what? He's a flake and she's a bitch. They deserve each other. Well, come on, we better get to history. All right, well, they get to history class, and we see Kim's not all interested in learning or answering the teacher's questions. Teacher asks a couple questions. She just says, I don't know, constantly. Why would she be? She's in her mid-40s and in high school. I know, it's like, God, what am I... But, I mean, she's in a high school with everyone else who's in their mid-40s as well, so... Yeah, this is the oldest-looking high school students I've ever seen. Their teachers almost look younger than them. Uh, and it's just like, this must be like the, the kids who got into drugs, and that now they're going after their GEDs after later on in life. Yeah, Maybe they all went to juvie. No, it feels more like Strangers with Candy where they're literally going back to high school Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. trying to relive their life. We just haven't seen a class with them with actual high school kids yet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the teacher then, it looks like he's trying to be a respectable guy by trying to reach out to her and say that she really needs to buckle down if she wants to graduate, but Kim doesn't really give a shit. Uh, Kim, She knows better, like all teenagers who are in their 40s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep fucking riding if that. If you don't if you don't, I will. Um, <laughs> because she's in her 40s. That's why in. you want to ride it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Kim meets up with uh, Kevin, and that is our next clip. Hello, Kim. What's happening? Not much. What are you doing? I'm just trying to finish this chapter before the bell rings. You're awfully cold. You know, I thought we had a thing going. We had a no thing. I just put up with you for a while. That's all. <sighs> is that right? Well, two years is a long while. Aw, oh, come on. You've got to be kidding if what you thought we had was permanent. Of course, you are dumb, aren't you? You know, I heard about your grades. You probably won't even graduate. I don't deserve that, Kevin. Hey, listen, about that dance Saturday night. Are we still going? Well, I don't know about you. But Annette and I are going. In style. Kevin's kind of a dick. Yeah, he's just all high and mighty because the chick he's dating now is in Meatballs too, and he feels like you know maybe that that means something. Was she in Meatballs too? Yeah, she was um the friend of the main blonde girl who was a virgin, who was like the expert. Oh, like, you fuck! I wondered where I recognized her from. Chick yeah, that, that yeah, like, was like you know all about dudes. She, she, she was giving the advice like she knew her way me. around dick and was trying to get advice to her virgin friend. Basically, yeah, because she was all like, I mean, I like dick the whole way through that <laughs> and i mean her character in this movie more or less is like i mean i like dick which is perfectly fine, fine man yeah. that's a valid thing yeah and i guess um i did a little research and i guess she was on um like a soap opera for a while like 48 episodes of some soap opera huh. which is like half a season for <laughs> i can't remember what it was but she did some other stuff as well but like the thing i recognized her from immediately when i saw her yeah was meatballs too and i'm like why the fuck do i know this girl I thought the same thing when yeah. I was watching. I'm like, I've seen her someplace before. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lucy then, after driving Kim home, asked if they're still going to go to the dance tonight uh, as because she doesn't want to lo go alone. Kim is not really sure if she's going to go yet or not. Then uh, Kim goes into her house. Her mom is cleaning yet again, and they have a blow up, and that is our next clip. Honestly, Mom, how many times have you already dusted today? 
just trying to keep things clean. And you're certainly no help. Clean? More like antiseptic. You're always fussing, but you don't care about yourself. Look at you, you're always in that rag. Really, Kim, what do you expect me to wear around the house? An evening gown? Or maybe one of the minks your father left me? <laughs> don't joke about Daddy. No wonder he couldn't stand it here. You could have looked decent once in a while, instead of worrying about dirt and dust and greasy buildups. Maybe then you wouldn't have driven Daddy away. And maybe Daddy wouldn't have had to kill himself because he couldn't get it up anymore. Wow. That's, that's a hell of a thing to say to your mother. That's fucking dark. <laughs> that's like super fucking dark. I was like, holy shit, man. That's, uh, that's brutal. That's some hardcore shit to yell at your mother. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there, but I mean. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I mean, yelling some of that kind of dark shit, but you know. I, I haven't ever yelled act. something that dark. <laughs> well, <laughs> look at you being the perfect son. <laughs> well, okay. I'm far from perfect. All right. I mean, my life has led me here. So. I obviously suck at some point. Well, no, yeah, you obviously suck, but apparently life has been generous enough to you that you haven't had to yell that dark of stuff at your mother. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Maybe I should call mom later. I feel bad. Yeah, um, you should probably call both your parents and, yeah. and just, like, apologize for everything. I probably should. Like the massive amount of student debt that you've wasted that they're still trying to pay off. Yeah, that too. Actually, I'm paying off my student debt now. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, but you should still call them and apologize. I really am. Yeah, yeah. I've wasted a fuck ton of their money <laughs> and their time and resources. Right. Um, anyway, it's dance time at uh, Larry's Disco. But anyway. Uh, secretly a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. It, really? Yeah. Nice. No, they, 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 I don't know how they got the ability to shoot there, but it was like closed down at the time or it was a like, you know, like at the end of their run for a restaurant at that nighttime, mm -hmm. which is probably why they shot there at yeah. night is when the restaurant was closed down for the night. And that's why like the quote unquote disco dance floor is just the foyer of what looks like a restaurant because that's what it is. Nice. So all the booths that they're sitting at and everything and everything that's all festive colored and all of that, it's because it's a Mexican food restaurant. <laughs> that they filmed that and there isn't an actual dance floor there it's just like a foyer yeah opening i noticed area there was all they, just yeah. a little opening area like, <laughs> yeah. anyway uh uh kim and lucy are there um uh so we see like typical high school stuff kids sneaking in some booze into some drinks uh did you notice during the dancing sequences by the way that the camera gets all weird and wonky like twice yeah uh, apparently some of the disco dancers got a little too frisky and uh shoulder checked or like rump checked the cameraman and it happened twice and that's ruined the shot that's why it went all weird oh my god and like the film went away like twice yeah, yeah apparently that's what happened huh, well i noticed that i'm like what the fuck that's a weird editing choice yeah when you shake your rump shaker sometimes yeah. things happen man but like it happened twice i'm like that is a really weird editing choice and then i was like looking at some of the behind the scenes trivia and stuff like that and then i saw that that you know that that happened in the dance sequence i'm like oh that makes perfect sense now yeah right um kevin and net show up and uh a guy tries to dance with uh, Kim, but she's not having it. He also just clutches at her like he owns her and has a yeah, right. Yeah, he tries to just take her. Yeah, he just grabs her and pulls her like it's the 1970s. Oh, it, well, it is. Oh, right. Yeah. God, it must it's, have been horrible to be a woman back then. It's, it's just, so much better now. It's 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 really not. <laughs> 
I'm really sorry, ladies. I'm sorry, ladies. Let's just I'm take so this sorry. time. The, yeah, we're really the sorry. The gentlemen of Cinema Psyops would just like to... Who are to, the gentlemen? Court and I would just like to extend our apologies uh, because... On behalf of our gender uh, that we uh, identify uh, as. Yeah, yeah. We, that, would, we would like to fully apologize. Because we we do some shit. So down with the patriarchy and, and, and fuck that. Anyway, uh, Kim and Lucy are leaving the party and that is our next clip. Look. I didn't want to split because of him. I don't give a fuck who he sees or what he does. I just wasn't having any fun, that's all. Okay, so now what do we do? Your parents are still away, aren't they? Yeah, so? So we hit up on your dad's bar again. Oh. I had such big plans for tonight. Well, you're gonna have to lose your cherry on your own time. I don't like booze that much. Look, it's all we've got, so let's just do it, okay? Okay. Hey, wait a minute. What? There's Tony. Oh, I get it. You want to make a small purchase, huh? Why not? You don't like booze? There's the alternative. Hey, baby, what's happening? Whatever's happening, it ain't happening in there. No? Well, it's still kind of early. Hey, when are you going to start working for me? No way. You've already got two hookers working for you. Isn't that enough? Yeah, but neither of them's like you, Mama. Well, look, you think about it, huh? No. You got any stuff on you? <sighs> Is Raquel Welch stacked? I mean, the good stuff, not the shit you sold me the last time. Oh, this is a new shipment. Good stuff. Why don't you get in and we'll uh, talk price. We'll talk price right out here. Nah, and I can't do business like this out in the open. Besides, you want to see what you're getting, don't you? Okay, but strictly business, right? Oh, yeah, I'm all business. Yikes. Yikes. That guy is just all kinds of math psyop. Whoa, 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 whoa. I would at least put free candy on the side of my van. Yeah, and also he's in shape and actually not too bad looking. And uh, did a porn work on the side. Did he? Yeah. I, <laughs> how many people did porn work on the side in all these movies? Kind of all of them. All right. At some point or another. I mean, he had the stash for it. Well, not to mention that he was really physically fit. I mean, he was really in shape. Yeah. Uh, well, the weed's only 20 bucks and she complains about that. But I'm going to tell you right now, you try to sell me weed for 20 bucks and I either think A, there's something wrong with it or B, you're dumb. <laughs> you gotta think about inflation though. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's back in the 70s, but yeah. I'm just like fuck man, if weed could be 20 bucks again, that'd be that'd be fantastic. But again, it's just a significantly <laughs> smaller quantity than what he was trying to sell her yeah, yeah. for 20 bucks. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. I know. I'm just <laughs> like, it'd be fantastic though. I, I was just kind of like, okay, so he goes for the tit grab and then she doesn't do it and then I think he overcharges her for the weed. Yeah, he definitely does. 20 bucks. Yeah, that was a not letting me touch you inappropriately tariff and she's touching the, is she, she's touching the weed like she knows what she's looking for <laughs> sort of i mean she's like groping the weed part like yeah this feels right this feels like this is gonna be bomb shit <laughs> she also sniffs it too yeah yeah all right yeah. well that's helpful <laughs> i suppose i don't know i don't know man the fuck do i know about buying weed from an ex-porn star 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot. I mean, but... quite a few things from your fucking Twitter account. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I do have quite a few threats about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, he says now he can give her a discount if she, you know, bucks him, but she doesn't. So it's 20 fucking bucks. No, I think what he actually said was he can give her great disappointment if she yeah. fucks him. <laughs> I think it was both discount and disappointment. Uh, she would be disappointed in both the sex and the discount for it's, the sex. It would, it would be a, that's called a discount pointment. <laughs> Something that Matt knows all too well. Yes, I really do. <laughs> I've given plenty of disappointing discount discounts. <laughs> discount pointment. I've, I've given much discount pointment in my life. Is this going to become a new, like, Psyops lexicon? Yep. Discount pointment. Discount pointment. <laughs> <laughs> when it's cheap, but you're still pretty disappointed in it. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Anyway, um, Kim and Lucy are getting high back at Lucy's place. What, uh, what a fucking bong. I know, right? <laughs> that, that's an impressive glass piece. But, yeah, man, that's a nice bong. All right. Anyway, uh, Kim promises big changes uh, for herself starting tomorrow. She says she's going to get good grades, all the money, and the nicest clothes, or in the nicest clothes, and she's going to do it the nicest nicest way she knows how, which she pretty much says won't involve any work for her. Or studying. She says studying. It's going to involve work, just no studying. Uh, yeah, but... I, no, she makes illusions. She knows what she's going to do to achieve this. It's weird the way that this happens. You think it... They, again, I, I have a like a escalation thing. Yeah. She should have done the teacher thing that she does first. Yeah. And then the blackmail should have hit. And then when she realizes she can use sex as a weapon, then the other thing should have started taking place that we're about to talk about. Yeah. But they cross-cut the fuck out of all of this to where it all blends together. And you're not really sure how things are happening. Yeah. In the film. So that's kind of why I'm talking about it, because they jump back and forth. Well, bunch. yeah, and she kind of passes out here, and she has a vision of her finding her dad hung, uh, you know, hanging there, so. Yeah, that was really fucking dark. She wakes up, and she says something to Lucy about her dad, and Lucy's like, you talking about your dad? That was like two years ago. You need to get over it. So Her Lucy's, father committed suicide, and, and her she supposed found the body. Bo- yeah, and she found him and hanging there. her best there. friend's being a bitch about it. Her supposed best friend tells her, it's been two years, you need to get over that. Fuck you! First of all the loss of a parent is not something you really ever get over no it's always with you and then if you find and then if it's an early death that's uh, definitely adds to it and then if you find the body and it was in that and it wasn't just uh like oh they had a heart attack and died were they young yes but it, you know it happened but if you find it, it's a violent way they died which is suicide fuck well when someone chooses to take their own life or also if like depression if they succumb to depression and they take their own life for whatever reason whenever someone takes their own life. Yes. Whatever the reason may be, it ends up having a ripple effect in the lives of everyone that was around them. So basically what has happened to her is that trauma basically got handed over to her by finding her father. Yeah, you never know. She, maybe she had good grades before she found her father. Well, this could That could have been the catalyst for a lot possibly. of shit. Possibly. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that could be going on and they just kind of ham-handedly throw this at you and see yeah. if it sticks. But I mean, you could have really dug in and examined this pathos and they could have been 
been talking about, like in that argument between her and her mother, you know, she's like, well, since your father died, blah, blah, blah. And then that set the daughter off to attack her mom about what happened with the dad. Yeah. You know, like there's a couple of different missed opportunities, which I'm just going to chalk it up to maybe younger, more inexperienced screenwriters, or perhaps possibly just trying to throw too much stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Pretty much. I think that it's definitely the latter on that one. Well, and also I'm Monday morning quarterbacking. Yeah. Or Tuesday morning or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. I don't know the term because fuck sports ball. (laughs) Uh, But you were right. Uh, It's Monday morning quarterbacking, or you can say you're being an armchair quarterback as well, but usually armchair director or writer in this case. But that's that's when like you're watching it if you're watching it live. Uh, You're definitely Monday morning quarterbacking here. Um, The next day, Kim is up early and she starts checking herself in the mirror and she starts to get ready and she X's out this little heart that was on her wall that said Kim and Kev. Um, She comes down for breakfast and she is very scantily clad. Thank you, Um, movie. Like every time... Kim is naked almost the whole way through this film. Jill Jennings, I believe, is the actress's name. She barely wears any clothing, and when she does wear clothing, it's not really covering very much. No. Um, And it doesn't stay on very long anyway, so a whole bunch of thank you movie in this. Mom ain't happy about it, but she gets to school, and she has gets a lot of catcalls and a lot of jeers uh, her way. Yeah, she's uh, wearing her scarlet letter really, really well. Kim then comes on to her history teacher. He rebuffs her advances, and so she leaves, but tells him that she will be at high point later on that day. Do you notice the movie made a point of saying that she was 18 in an argument that she had with her mom before all of this stuff starts happening? So you're supposed to be like, okay, so no one's exactly sick, but a teacher, no matter the age of their student, should not be having sex with their student. Yeah, it's an ethical thing, not a legal thing. Not legal, it's ethical and moral. I mean, they are still, you would still have a position of power over them and you're not there to be fucking them you're there to be uh, teaching them and getting them ready for the world i I still have a problem with college professors that are banging their students yeah and like even former students it's still kind of like there's always that perceived notion of power yeah and it's so it's it's a little like ah god how do you how i don't i can't rectify that i can't at all she's out in the parking lot and she has a confrontation with kevin and annette Uh, annette calls kim a slut so kim punches her right in the fucking face. She force punches her. Yeah. Because it yeah, goes nowhere near. Connects. Yeah, and like it's like Witcher where it just throws her across the fucking car. But she uses the force. It's fine. Yeah, the force, Witcher, punch, yeah. whatever the fuck it's However you want to do it. Yeah, it basically threw her without even connecting. Yeah. No, um, they didn't choreograph it because they didn't have the time, so she did a quick pop, and then the actress that plays Annette, uh, Tanya Taylor, I think? Or whatever. The actress who plays Annette really went overboard to try and oversell it and like threw herself into the car. Yeah. The first time I watched it, didn't notice it at all, didn't really pay much attention to it. And then I backed it up to see it again because I, I was like, I really want to <laughs> see this girl. She flies herself right into the car. Yeah, I, wanted, I wanted to see the girl get punched in the face, but yeah. it was quick enough the first time that I was like, oh, wow, that was great. And then when I backed it up to see it again, I'm like, holy fuck, she goes nowhere near her face. You love chick fights, don't you? I you like, love like when two females go at it. I don't know. It's you got to love a girl who can take a punch. Uh, and also, you got to love a girl who can throw a punch. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Coincidentally, Annette is not a girl who can take a punch. No, she is not. Uh, then uh, we cut to Kim tells Tony that she wants to talk business with him, and but it has to wait to that night, and they will meet at the disco. Where there is also panic. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> Took you a sec. I know. Uh, we're cut to high point, and well, the history teacher's a slimy shit, and he and Kim bone. I mean, come on. She's 18, Matt. No, no. Come on. No. Morally speaking, it's wrong. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. And whenever someone's argument is come on, you're pretty much you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's like the, the crux of your argument. Yeah, it's come on. Come on. <laughs> That's you. You know you're, you're trying wrong. to peer pressure your way out of being <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you really are. You're trying to like, come on, come on, dude, come on, try it once, come, come on. on. All the cool kids are doing it. Come so what on. if it, so what if it's ethically and morally wrong? I mean, that doesn't stop our president. <laughs> it's, oh fuck, man. Oh god damn it, you're so right. Uh, you know, when you're a star, they like you to do it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're a star. You're a big shot. You can do anything. Yeah. Uh, Kim and Tony are talking business and that is our next clip look tony the girl usually gets 60 percent, right that's all i want yeah well you're getting 40 and that's it i mean i'm getting you to business aren't i you was in my van ain't you what the fuck you want okay 50 what are you deaf or something i said 40 40 40 40 for you and 60 for uncle tony you don't like it you get yourself another business manager no more rough stuff, huh? And I can't work during school hours. What, are you kidding me? I thought you were dropping out. I intend to graduate with top grades. What's so important about school? It's important to me, okay? Okay, whatever. Let's try out the bed. What? Hey, look, honey, I gotta know what your action's like. I mean, if it's no good, I can't sell a bad piece of ass. My action's good, Tony. It's real good. You don't even have to worry about that. Look, honey, when you buy some stuff from me, you sample it first, right? Right? Well, it's the same with me. I mean, I gotta know what your action's like or the whole fucking deal is off. Let's go in the back. So, one of the things I liked about this scene is all the times you've seen Tony, he's been in like a really nice shirt or something like this. I was just in this torn up sweatshirt. I felt like grimy. he just got back from like working out or yeah. something like that. And that was the thing that they were trying to do, but they didn't establish that. And his sweet talking's done. And now he's all fucking angry pimp dude. Yeah. He like backhands her and shit. Yeah. yeah and he's just like, like she isn't even officially working for him yet. And she's negotiating prices and stuff. And apparently since she's using his van, he gets more money. Yeah, he's going to get 60% while she gets 40. Right, because she's using his van. And he's setting up the clients. Right, so he's saying that's that's deserves 60. I don't think so. I don't I, that's not right, Matt. I think he probably pulls it with, with all the ladies that work for him. Oh, I'm sure he does. I don't know if you know this or not, Matt, but pimps Yes. Usually are, are exploitative assholes. Really? Yeah. Are you trying to tell me pimps, uh -huh. people who take women who are most likely in vulnerable positions mm -hmm. and exploit them uh -huh. for their own gain and Monetary purpose? Monetary gain, yeah. Yeah. You're telling me they're less than reputable people? Usually, yes. I am shocked. Shocked, I say. Shocked. What can I say, man? I learn something new every day, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so always hire your sex worker independently. There you go. Yeah. Make sure yeah. they're running their own business. Sure. Or or a high-end uh, call girl with a madam. Yeah, but the madam is just the same thing as a pimp. It's just a lady. Yeah, but I, I doubt she's throwing around as many backhands as you're thinking. Oh, you'd be surprised. Really? Yeah, I've, I've had my own madam in my day. <laughs> and she backhanded the fuck out of me. You okay? <laughs> what percentage I, was she taking? 70. Jesus. 
<laughs> you know, something tells me sex workers really need agents, like somebody like sports players have, you know, somebody well, to help out. Honestly, what sex workers actually need is for uh, prudish laws to be gotten rid of so that they can actually be protected like human beings. Yes, yes, have some government-regulated shit in that. Yeah, but until that happens, serial killers mm. like myself are, you know, just going to be open field game Dude, play. you're saying that out loud again. Fuck. <laughs> Anyway, they I go guess the, I'll cut that out. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Uh, they went to the... Uh, anyway, of course, as you hear, they go to the back and bone. Um, Lucy tells... The next day, Lucy tells Kim that she is uncomfortable taking Kim to Tony. But Kim says, you do it one more time, that's it. I'm going to have enough money for a car. Kim meets Tony and Mr. H. And for 50 bucks, she and Mr. H hop in the back of the van and do the bad thing. Wait, what's so bad about it? Well, that it's only cost and this dude 50 bucks and she's only getting 40% of that. Yeah, so like 20 bucks. Yeah. She's a very industrious young lady as we we're about to see. She found yeah. a way to make her own money. Yes, well, anyway, we get a montage of hooking. At one point, there's a line of construction dudes all taking their turns in the van. Yeah, we're talking like sloppy 700s at this <laughs> oh, point. I know, man. It's like, it's like, hey, dude, you want to get on this? You know what? No, I'm just going to enjoy my lunch and sit here, but thanks, guys. Have a good one. Just get a bloaty sandwich day. So I'm <laughs> yeah. fine. One of the guys that hires her during the montage um, asks for the French way, which she says is okay, which is better than the Greek way. Yeah. So is the French way, get, he wants a blowjob and the Greek way is up the butt? I think, yeah, the Greek way may be up the butt. It, yeah, maybe the French way is like a 69. Well, I've heard the French way before referred uh, to as uh, like mouth performance yeah. on a dude. I've, yeah. seen that, I've seen that in like... So yeah. I think it was Boardwalk Empire, a guy referred to getting a blowjob as the French way. Yeah. <laughs> and then here's industrial uh, Kim. Uh, one dude uh, says he can go for a second round, but he only paid for one session. So she gets uh, somebody underneath so much the table. She's, not so much that she's industrial as she is industrious. Industrious, I'm sorry, yeah. And she gets some money under the table and gives him a second s- session. Just a little bit cheaper than what uh, Tony charges. Yeah, because she's getting the 100% of that money. Yeah, so yeah. it's just better. The um, way that most pimps work her pussy takes all the risks and he gets all the money yeah yeah that was in dexter so i'm just saying (laughs) i just wanted to use that line uh we now get to kim now has her own car it's a nice convertible uh kevin and annette take notice of course they see her driving up kim after her history class talks to her history teacher in our next clip so finally found some time for me huh the next report cards are about to come out i want you to know what grade i expect expect what grade do you expect an A. An A? Well, you really reach for the moon, don't you? I reach for it. And I get it. You're going to get just what you deserve. You're out of your mind, you know that? You haven't turned in any homework since you've been in this class. you failed every test. You're getting an F. An F for flunk, an F for failure. F for forget it. You'll reconsider. Well, maybe you think so, but that's exactly the grade you're getting. Have you forgot about our little get-together that afternoon at High Point? No, I haven't forgotten. I also haven't forgotten that you haven't had any time for me for the last six weeks. Anyway, I told you at the time that insofar as your grade was concerned that that wouldn't have any effect on it. I meant it then, and I mean it now. You better think about it, Mr. Donaldson. I mean, you are a married man. So here it comes, huh? Well, I'm way ahead of you, Kim. Nobody knew we were out there together, and nobody saw me head in that direction. So please, don't make a fool out of yourself and go to my wife. As Sherlock Holmes would say, Mr. Donaldson, you've lopped out one minor detail. 
That small detail happens to be the half-moon birthmark on the cheek of your ass. I wonder how your wife would feel about me knowing about that, Mr. Donaldson. So I get an A, right? You'll have to excuse me, Mr. Donaldson. I'm headed for my second favorite class, physics. I'm going to pull an A in that class, too. If by pull an A she means have sex with a teacher and blackmail them, then yes. Yeah, right. But hey, that's, uh, you know, results. Um, <laughs> I guess. You get to the physics class, and Kim is failing. Um, she suggests high point to the teacher, and the teacher yells that that is out of the question. Back in the parking lot, Kim almost runs down Annette and Kevin. Annette comments that Kim is a piece of shit. Uh, they are getting ready to go to the beach, but she needs to get some earrings, and she needs the money from her dad. Uh, yeah. We cut to High Point and Mr. Mooney, the chemistry teacher. Well, he's there at High Point. Our physics teacher is at High Point. So, come on, man. <laughs> no, it's it's morally and ethically wrong, but come on. No, no there's no come on. Just, come on. You're, wrong. you're telling me you wouldn't? Come on. Yeah, I, no, I wouldn't. That's <laughs> come wrong. On. No, it's wrong. No, come on. It's wrong. <laughs> Dude, just stop come it. On. You're old enough to be your grandfather. Just stop it, Mr. Mooney. That dude is old enough to be your great-grandfather. Right? Fucking, the guy's fucking, he doesn't even come. He just poofs out dust. I don't even think he gets it up. I think he just uh, like... It's, is it a stick-up or a hold-up? I think it's more like a salad bar situation. Uh. <laughs> or a lunch counter or whatever you want to call it. I forget what the actual vernacular is for it. Anyway, uh, Annette visits her father, and that is our next clip. Listen, asshole. Get that payment over here and get it over here fast, you understand? Otherwise, you're going to be walking around in crutches in the next couple of months. Yeah? Excuse me, Mr. Ingersoll. Your daughter wants to see you. Annette's here? Why don't you bring her in? She's with somebody. A kid. I don't know who he is. He says his name is Kevin. Yeah, that's her boyfriend. He's all right. Bring him in. Bring him in. Hey, hello, sweetheart. What a surprise. Hi, Daddy. Oh. Yeah. Kevin, how are you? Been dating good care, my little girl? No, I'm trying to, sir. To what do I owe this unexpected visit? Daddy, I need $150. Oh, you do? Yes. Can I have it now? Well, may I ask what it's for? Prepare the most fabulous earrings you ever saw. They're on sale, and I said I'd pick them up today. Well, that seems like a pretty good investment. Let's see. Here's a couple of big ones, huh? And you can keep the change. But you gotta think of me every time you wear them. Oh, Daddy, you're super. <laughs> Thanks again. Bye, baby. Bye-bye. There's a real Trump situation going on with that dude and his daughter. Yeah, really seems like it. Yeah, real creepy. You know, he says that, you know, his daughter's probably the prettiest in shit. Well, he also, like, the, the whole thing about where he has to think of him every time she wears she, Yeah, she rings. has to think of him, yeah. Like, in the way that he says that isn't like, you know, how much your father loves you, it's more like a, you think about how much uh, <laughs> that money meant to you. <laughs> I mean, morally and ethically, it's wrong, Matt, but... It's, it's come wrong. On. No, no. I mean, it's wrong, but it's come wrong. on. No, no, come on. It's just wrong. Just say it's wrong and stop there. But come on. No, it's just it's just wrong. Come on. God damn it. Anyway, Annette is trying on her earrings, and Kevin likes them, but he likes her in the bathing suit more. And then it's... He doesn't even look at the earrings. He nope. just stares at her fucking boobs. And then he takes off her top, and uh, they go to town. They go to Bone Town. Yeah, so 
So thank you, movie thank with your you, top movie. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah not bad. <laughs> I wasn't all that interested in the earrings either. <laughs> you couldn't even see them. Her hair was in the way the whole time. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, mom is asking Kim uh, questions about her job, but Kim just blows her off. Kim meets a man named Lance, and that is our next clip. Hi, Kim. Hi. Do I know you? No, but I know you. Oh? Let me explain. I know Tony. Oh. I saw you with him once, but you didn't see me. Anyway, I know all about you. Oh, you do? Is that good or bad? It's good. Then I take it you want to do business. Yeah, but not the kind you think. You see, I'm in the same business Tony's in, only on a lot bigger and better scale. I do business only with the most important people. I'd like to make you a deal a lot more profitable than the one you have with Tony. No. I'm satisfied where I'm at. Thanks, but no thanks. I don't expect you to make a decision right now. Give it some thought. My name is Lance. Give me a call when you're sick of Tony. I mean, sure, it's inappropriate for a man to approach her in this sort of way, and it's morally and ethically wrong, Matt, but come on. No, it's wrong. I mean, this is, I feel like the entire movie's plot line is basically telling everyone, like, come, come on. No, it, it, it's it's wrong. Yeah, but the movie's trying to be like, come on. Come on. But, like, we're going, no, no, this is fucking wrong. No, no the movie's still like, wrong. Come on. And the movie's still, come on. <laughs> uh, uh, Tony is pissed uh, that Kim wants more money and kind of shoves her out of the room. Oh, he hits her, knocks yeah. her down. Then drags her out by her wrist, telling her to get the fuck out of there. And as she's stumbling away, when he tosses her by the wrist, like he does like a wrist throw to throw her out of the room, he then does a quick kick at her ass. Yeah. Uh, so Kim hooks up with Lance and tries coke for the first time. And then they have sex. Uh, he says he has to sample the goods, but he's a lot more classy about yeah. it. He says she'll actually get 60% of the take and there will be high, more high class clientele. Uh, she calls Tony and tells him to get fucked. Uh, Literally. So, like, so, that's exactly yeah. what she says. So then we have another little hooking scene there. And then that cuts and we cut back. She enters into a hotel room and this dude wants to get rough with her and has restraints. And as they're fighting on a waterbed, which is kind of a funny visual because it's not a waterbed. Well, he pulls out a bunch of weird, like, not necessarily just restraints, but also like leather straps for like yeah. beating and stuff. And he grabs one of the leather straps that he's going to try and use to tie her up. She immediately says no. And then his whole thing is consent, not need. It, apparently like that's what he wants yeah like no is like his his turn on word well, or whatever. he probably feels like i paid for it so that's somehow a clip but okay <laughs> no sorry stop myself <laughs> yeah i was gonna say a lot more <laughs> that would have been bad right but like he feels entitled to do whatever he wants yes. because he has paid yes or he is going to pay but the thing is he also asked her, did they not tell you what I like yeah, or what, what to expect? They did not. And like, he should have told her what it is that he wants and tried to negotiate. And then if she was like, still a no, then he just should have left and, you know, not paid. And there you go. Right, right. But that's not what this particular gentleman is apparently into. No. I think he more or less paid to have her not be informed so that he could do 
what he was going to do. And because she is a prostitute, no one would really come after him for that. So long as he didn't severely damage the goods to where she couldn't keep working. Exactly. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um. Anyway, as they fight, Kim stabs him in the back with a ice pick, killing him. Yeah, she all Sharon stoned him and yeah, shit. Yeah. Where did that ice pick even come from? Uh, he was making a drink when she came in. It was right on the bedside table. Very convenient that it was left there for her. Yes, very. No. On a waterbed, no less. <laughs> he was he was going to restrain her to a waterbed. I don't know. For some reason, that just seems really fucking silly. <laughs> it is the 70s, man. Uh, it's just fucking silly. It, I think it, you can track the purchasing of waterbeds. Can you even really beds? restrain somebody on a waterbed? They're constantly going to be moving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can, in fact, restrain someone on a waterbed. So that they don't move at all? No, just so that they can't block what you want to do with their arms okay. or legs. They're going to wiggle. Um, They're going to wiggle regardless. No matter how much you restrain them, they're still going to move. But now there's motion in the ocean. Yeah, the only way you're not going to get motion in the ocean on a waterbed is if you're fucking a corpse. One of my first roommates ever when I got an apartment, he, he had a waterbed. You might still have it to this day. I'm not sure. <laughs> you can directly track the purchases of waterbeds to uh, the uh, amount of drug use that happened in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, I never knew. I was like, that, that's on you guys. I could never sleep on a waterbed. I could never be moving like that. Yeah, I don't I don't understand people's love of waterbeds either. Yeah, it's just not me. Yeah. Um, Lance meets with Kim, and that is our next clip. So you stabbed him full of holes. What else could I do? The way he came at me, that look in his eye. Nobody treats me like that. I didn't know, honest. Well, look, we do get some weirdos. Only they call them eccentrics. What are we going to do? Hey, look, baby, don't sweat it. I take care of my girls. We just simply get some puppet to take the rap. There's always some fink the boys are trying to get rid of. You know, it's weird. Almost scary. I don't feel bad. I feel almost good about it. For once, I didn't just sit back and get hurt. I struck back. When I think of all the shit I took from Tony, that son of a bitch. How much do you feel Lance knew in advance was Lance going to happen? Lance fucking knew. So do you think he set it up for this guy to beat her to see if she would do anything about it? Like, she, he set her up with this guy I to see how she would react. And hope that she would just be cool with it. And if not, then they'd take care of it from there. But what he ended up finding was something that he could use even more so. Yeah. So basically, this was a happy accident. You were thinking he set it up hoping that she would just basically deal with the fact that she got beat up. I think he would just be like, we'll see if she rolls with it. I think he didn't. He went into this with a no disappointment thing. It was like either she'll take it and just that's it. And then bam, there you go. I have a girl who can do that now. Or he was like, hmm, she didn't do it. She just walked away. No harm, no foul. You know, we'll just move on from there. She'll. Uh, I'll just say, hey, I didn't know. Oh, and I think this last what actually happened was probably something he didn't even think about. Now he's like, well, I have a whole new avenue here. Yeah, because he quickly adapts to it in a way that is um, almost like you feel like he had forethought, almost like he knew what the script writer had in mind. Yeah, well, you know, he might have read the script. The, one of the only ones. The character read the script? Yeah, no, the, the actual actor. <laughs> no, they all read the script. All these folks who actually worked pretty hard and took this very serious. Okay. I mean, they may not be the best of actors, all of them, but the ones that were actually putting in the work did a really good job. There you go. Especially the leads in the film. I think they all did excellent. Uh, Lance gives Kim a gun and states that she should go waste Tony. Uh, he has a contract out on him and has been kind of a shithead to the wrong people. Kim is uncomfortable at first, but she relents when she is told about the money.
money. And that if she does this, it will be more money and no more hooking. And it's also 100% hers for doing the contract, not yep. 60% hers. Uh, they do some target practice, and then Kim meets Tony in a parking garage and shoots and kills him. Very coldly, very collectively, yep. even like says something to him, like some cold-hearted shit. Like she almost reads Ezekiel 527 or whatever it is to him <laughs> and then blows him Say away. what one more time? <laughs> Basically, she's like, you ain't going to hit me no more. And yeah. Then pulls the trigger. Uh, Kim gets a new car after the job, but she has to do another job. So she gets half the car for the Tony job. What is this? Cadillac Records? Who pays <laughs> contracts and cars? <laughs> right. The other dude who's uh, he's in too far with the wrong people. Um, so Kim seduces this dude and then meets him at high point. Uh, once he comes up there, she shoots him and kills him. Uh, Lucy checks out Kim's new car and they talk about Tony. And how the killer was actually caught. So they did set somebody up to take the fall. Yeah, like this woman is basically becoming a full-fledged enforcer for the mob. Yeah. And she's using her sexuality as a weapon once again. But Well, this she's time, now killed three people. Would you call that a serial killer? Uh, see, there's, there's a difference between serial killers and contract killers. Okay. Contract killers are still very much psychopathic. Absolutely. But with serial killers, it's a compulsion that they can't control. Whereas a contract killer like her... They only kill for money. Yeah, she wants the money. She it's or you know to keep out of jail if someone sees her doing the killing or something yeah. like that. So I don't feel that she is a quote unquote serial killer because she's doing it specifically for the contract. Now, if she were just say starting to kill men just for the sake of killing men, like all of her teachers and everything, and luring them out to this high point and murdering them, which then would she, also be a fucking kick ass film. Yeah. But so this this turn where one John tries to get too rough with her and she's had enough from all the shit that she's dealt with with Tony, and then she turns and turns into like this hit woman for her mobster boyfriend who's like this really powerful like sensual enforcer using her sexuality as a weapon in some cases to basically make men not see her as a threat or basically using the patriarchy bullshit misogynistic way that men view women against them yeah is really pretty interesting and kind of a cool idea yeah and like I feel like when uh, Lance took her away from Tony the very first hooking job that she should have gotten from Lance was the guy that got rough with her and then she should have just turned into a yeah. an enforcer there. They, they mixed in one other time and then... Yeah, but like, it just feels like that was the progression that should have happened or maybe Tony got just a little too it rough It feels like her. they did something with a lot of extra steps. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, the underpants gnomes where they're going to steal socks and rule the world but we don't know what step two is, is how that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Kim and Lucy pull up and they see Kevin and Annette and Kim flips them both off. Uh, <laughs> back in history class, Kim finds out she has to meet with the principal about her grades. Of course. Kim meets with said principal, and that is our next clip. Hello, Mr. Elmhurst. How are you, Miss uh, Bentley? The best, sir. Thank you. You wanted to see me? No, I... I, uh... Well, it's just as well you're here. I, uh... did want to see you anyway. Why? Why? Uh, it's about, uh, about your grades, Miss Bentley. Truly remarkable. I'd, uh, like to commend you on the tremendous improvement you've made in most of your classes. I say I'd, uh, like to commend you, but obviously I can't. I don't understand. Well, I'm glad you do. I said I don't understand. 
Oh, well, neither did I. So I looked into the matter, and, well, Miss Bentley, all A's in all of your classes except Miss Damon's English class? That did seem rather odd to me, doesn't it to you? No, not really. I beg your pardon? I said I don't see what's wrong. Uh, you'll have to speak up, and please don't be timid. I don't see what's so odd! And you needn't shout, Miss Bentley. I'm not deaf, you know. I don't see what power this is you have over your other teachers, but... Uh, Mr. Mooney was able to shed a little light on it. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Don't play games with me, Miss Bentley. I know all the tricks. I've heard them all and I've seen them all. And don't delude yourself into thinking that you... You, did you, yeah. So, uh, Piers, our principal, uh, needs some pills. He's having some heart problems. And then after he composes himself, he says he wants to see her mother tonight. Uh, Kim says, yes, it will have to be after 8 p.m. at their house. Uh, the ne- uh, Later on, Kevin stops Kim in the hallway and admonishes her for flipping off a net and for punching her out. Yeah, but he doesn't even mention that she tried to run them both over. No, just so- the way she's treating the net. And in turn, yeah, she flips the, him off. The escalation thing that we're talking about here, the yeah. running over thing should have happened after he accosted her. And he only really admonished her for how she treated her that day by flipping him off. He doesn't even talk about how she punched her. No. It's just, it's really weird. And it's just kind of like, okay, so the bird is a much more bridge too far than punching someone in the face. Right. I mean, I would much rather have someone give me the double, you know, single finger salute like that. Right. Yeah. Than punch me in the face. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's just my choice. Later on, Kim gets out and mom's actually dressed up she's gonna go out tonight kim makes a snide remark almost burying her whole plan because then mom goes well maybe i won't go out it won't be fun but then convinces her to still go out and and try to have a good time so kim's you know smart ass almost gets her blown up it's obvious that kim really blames her mother for her father's death oh yeah in more ways than should even really be happening Uh uh-huh uh the principal comes over and kim uh takes his coat and steals his pills and we hear the toilet flush. Then she removes her robe and starts, and her top, and her bra, and starts dancing for him. Uh, she's crawling all over him and everything, and the dude starts having a heart attack. While looking for his pills, he falls down, and he dies with the topless Kim looking down at him. That was a really great shot, the way yeah. that they framed that, where she's looking down at him as he is dying. And also the, the dancing and the things that she does, the way that that's all set up, that whole entire sequence is really well done. Yeah. Uh, I do want to kind of talk about this a little bit more so he's like protesting and telling her to stop yes and so she rubs up up and up on him more and more and he's getting upset that she's doing this and he can't get her to stop well and i will say this he's not turned on by it he's not no. into it at all it's the the fact that she keeps doing this and how yeah. inappropriate it is is he's making, making him, him angry yeah and the more angry he gets the worse his heart yeah. starts to and be. he's already like not only does he have a bad heart he has a bad mind he didn't even remember calling her to the principal's office when they had their meeting right and he's also he's, going he's deaf. deaf. He's, he, yeah. he's a man who should have retired a long time ago, and he's scared to do so. So therefore, it's his fault? No. That he's dead? Well, kind of. He shouldn't be in that kind of position. Well, Nobody he who he has was... heart problems should be over in a high school position, because you're going to face stress every day. Okay, so it's his fault that he's dead. Yes. I'm going to victim blame. Okay. And Well, actually, more, but 50-50, because Kim did flush her, his pills down the toilet. Nah. What? 
it's a man being murdered by a naked girl. Yeah. I mean, it's you're his into fault. it. It's his fault. Uh, Kim then calls 911 and says that her principal's had a heart attack. Uh, Lance and Kim uh, talk about it. And Lance is not sure of her killing the principal. He says it seems a bit seedy, but she says it's going to be cool. Uh, then they, uh, they agree that after one of their next jobs, they will take a trip to Tahiti when she graduates high school. I'm pretty sure that when she kills her high school principal is when Lance formulates the plan that becomes the end of the film. I think so. Um, and I think that every single step that Lance takes and every single thing that Lance has done, he has a double set thing where he's like, well, if it goes one way, cool. I've got a contingency for that. If it goes the other way, even better problem automatically solved. Exactly. Uh, Mom and Kim have a blow up again. Uh, this time it's about the principal and what exactly happened. And then she asks why Kim's packing and Kim says, She's leaving and she's never coming back. Uh, Lance tells Kim that uh, the dude going down for Tony's murder is his trial starts tomorrow. Kim is worried that what happened to that guy will eventually happen to her, and she even vocalizes it. But Lance puts her at ease and says, "Come on, I you know I'll never let that happen to you." And then they have sex. His argument to make her stop worrying is, "Come on, come on, come on, come on." Kim then makes Lance breakfast the next morning trying to seem old Susie homemaker, which is weird. Uh, or is she slowly trying to poison Lance to take over his position? Yeah, right. Uh, thank you, Charles Bronson. Uh, it's <laughs> All I'm trying to say, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing Zap Brannigan, which is uh, basically Charles Bronson. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm trying to say, Kiff, is the healing touch of allure. Uh, no, like, is she slowly poisoning him? Is she moving in on his position because she doesn't seem like the type that would stop being no, just an assassin? she's really nervous about things right now. So I think, in effect, she thinks she's found, because Lance is older, that father figure slash lover she's been looking for. Do you think that's what she's basically going yeah. with this older man is replacing what she lost with her dad? Yes, and also then she gets a lover out of it as well. Which she probably really wanted out of her dad anyway. Probably. She's all kind of messed up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, at class, Kim looks at her history teacher and says, it's a shame about the principal, huh? And then she says she's excited to tell Lucy about pretty, her plans later. Pretty much telling the history teacher yeah. that she's the one that did it. And yeah, like they, and they, pretty much better watch your P's and Q's because I'll fuck yeah, you because over he's, too. he's the one that ratted he her out. He looks pretty beaten down right now. Yeah. Actually, the teacher that ratted her out was the physics teacher. The older physics teacher yeah. is the one that ratted her out. Yeah. Hmm. You think it should be the history teacher so you that think, she can threaten but him too. Again, this is one of those holes in the movie. Yeah, okay, just wondered. We're back in bed after graduation and they st they state that uh, she has one more job to do. Lance says she has to kill Annette's father. At first she's excited, but then the next morning she has some second thoughts and that's our final clip. Look, Harry Ingersoll's a bum. His head has gotten too big and Chicago wants a hole in it. He deserves to have a hole in it. I don't understand you. What's gotten into you anyway? The idea seemed to appeal to you last night. I told you it's a long story. Besides, I'm scared. He's a big man in this town. He's got friends. You'd even be more scared if you knew what might happen to you if you don't come through. Now, the boys who've been supporting you aren't nice when they've been crossed. Look, Harry Ingersoll has shit. He's got boys on a payroll. And when that payroll stops, they just fade away. Look, wasting him is so easy, it hurts. You do it at his beach house. That's where he meets his chicks. No one will even know it's you he's meeting there. It's a simple, routine thing. All it takes is a phone call. But he carries a gun, doesn't he? I mean, he must carry a gun. 
I don't give a fuck if he's carrying an atom bomb. He won't be suspicious and he won't have a chance to use it. There's absolutely nothing that can go wrong. Okay. It's a piece of cake. Believe it. And after I do it? And after I graduate, we go to Tahiti, right? Sure, we take off. And you can spend a whole month baking in the sun and get the most fantastic tan ever. So she hasn't graduated yet, according to that clip. No, but then earlier they said in bed she was excited because she did graduate. Okay, I'm just, I'm confused again. Uh, me too. <laughs> Obviously the people watching this movie are not watching it for the plot like we are. Yeah, right. I mean, there's only so much seeing the same actress's boobs for 90 minutes can do for you before you start looking for a story. Well, I, I probably could have gone another 30, then I'd start looking for a story. How many times did you have to watch this before you actually started looking for a story? Like 15 of them. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I'm watching, I watched the movie once. I only really had to watch it once. I watched it, I, I watched it three times. I'm not saying I didn't back up and watch the nude scenes and some of the <laughs> violence over and over again, because I do that. That's just me. I would do that anyway. But I was wanting for plot and trying to figure out what the fuck was going on plot wise with one viewing. Yeah, right. And like, okay, so they do have discrepancies, like script, yeah. script continuity errors. So I swear like in bed, she says she graduated and she was excited. Right. And then here later in the breakfast, yeah. she's saying, when I graduated. Yeah. So I don't know. The point of the matter is, this is a high school girl having sex with graduation's close. All right. Really older men in order to be able to graduate with honors. Yeah. And also murdering men that get in her way or anybody else that her boyfriend tells her to. Yes. Kind of my dream girl. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, anyway, Kim gets to Harry's place and. He, he pours himself a drink and cheers her, and when he turns around, she shoots him dead. Annette, Kevin, and some friends show up, and Annette sees Kim, and Kim shoots and kills her. Kevin goes after Kim as the others call the cops. Kevin chases Kim down and around on the beach. Kevin corners Kim, uh, but she points the gun at him. Kevin tries his best to talk his way out of it, saying how, you know, Annette meant nothing, all that kind of same stuff he actually said to her uh, about Kim. And Well, yeah, he very clearly is just looking yeah, for the for, latest thing for a way to get the hell out of there with his life yeah and also annette provides monetary gain for him as well yeah i mean he's clearly with annette because he wants her money yeah um just because yeah <laughs> <laughs> um before she can shoot him however a cop sharpshooter shoots and kills her she falls to the ground a cop sharpshooter with a uh, shotgun yeah exactly it, it, it yeah uh roll credits keep fucking you up. I know. <laughs> yes, I realize it's with a shotgun. No one's making that shot like that on the top of the bluffs, all right? <laughs> Unless it's, like, if you had a slug in there and it wasn't, like, a buckshot. But it was a buckshot. You do, I mean, there's no slug that's going in that shotgun. No, they they do make slugs that I, fire I, out but, of shotgun shells. You know what? That town cop doesn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help this movie make a little bit of sense. Well, you d don't. Yeah. <laughs> Just do what the movie does. Okay. Come on! Come on, movie! Come on! Come on! All right. The biggest issue that I have with this film is that it has that tragic ending. I would have loved to have seen she walks... This is how I wanted this movie to end. She shoots the guy dead. She walks out and sees the girl there. And she says, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I've been knocking forever. I wanted to come find you. I need to apologize. I've been a real bitch. She goes through the whole spiel, says about how sorry she's been. All the guys come up that are, you know, unloading. And she basically, like, you know, starts to apologize to the girl and, and to Kevin and then to basically the way that she
she's acting nervous is because she's very vulnerable. Yeah. So that's why she's acting this way. And she just basically says that she's so sorry. And, you know, can I help? Blah, 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 blah. And then when they finally go into the house and find the body, she's just as upset and shocked and scared as everybody else. And then she makes up some bullshit on how she knew that they were going to be coming there that weekend or something. Yeah. Makes up some kind of excuse like that, you know, she had overheard or, or something. Yeah. You know, like because rumor mills or what and have spends you. spends her time killing everybody in the house. No, no. She just basically does the apology and then does the cover up for all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then she gets rid of the gun. You know what I mean? And then she gets away with it. That would be good ending too. Like yeah. she walks away smiling. Like I really want no happy ending for anybody because this is the life that she's chosen and yeah. this isn't really a happy ending she for her kills that Lance. way either. <laughs> or she ends up having to kill Lance at some point and then moves up the chain or, that she's or something Lance, like and that. And then you see her like coercing another young lady into the life that she just got out of as the new boss. <laughs> right. Or something along those something. lines. Like it, it has to go like full on Breaking Bad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like where we see her years later and like her life is a living hell yes. of her own making. Uh-huh. And she's got like a Scarface mound of fucking cocaine. Yeah. That she's just like burying her face in and shit. Yep. Like I wanted it to go that dark. What we have here is the moralistic ending that you would have gotten in one of these juveniles run amok 50s style films uh-huh. where she ends up dead at the end. Yeah. Because the moral of the story is crime don't pay. Crime don't pay. Yeah. But it sure looked all to fucking be paying for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, man. Up Cars, and, clothes. And, yeah. Up until she got sloppy killing good old Bob Ingersoll. Or yeah. Whatever the fuck his name is. Exactly. Now, that complaint that I have about not liking the way that it ended and wanting it personally darker does not mar my enjoyment of this film at all. It was a pretty good film, especially that left turn, man. Yeah. When she goes into the killing. That's fucking, man, that's out of nowhere. It is excellent. It's really well put together. There are plenty of continuity errors and other script type errors and things that like left questions in my mind, but... You know what? There's plenty of Jack Hill movies that I love that I ignore all of those kind of issues with because I love Jack Hill. Yeah. If this was a Jack Hill film, it would have had that darker ending that I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would have loved to have seen a plot line like this done by Jack Hill because this is like the kind of material that Jack Hill could really sink his teeth into. Yeah. Can I say Jack Hill more? No. I don't think I can. No. No. But I was... come on! Yeah, come on! I was really impressed with this flick. I really enjoyed it. It was a breath of fresh air after Mountaintop Motel Massacre. Yes, it was. Oh my God, was it ever. Yeah, and I... You call it Jack. Come on, Hill. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I was totally expecting just this sleazy um, sex fest thing where, you know, she has to fuck her way out of all of this turmoil through high school. She graduates and it's almost like this sexual romp a la kind of um, porkies or something like that. Only she uses sex to get good grades. And then when she goes to college or whatever she's supposed to do with her life, that kind of continues and she uses sex to get her way. Yeah. I was expecting something like that. What I got instead was a virgining Iceman hitter. <laughs> type of female right? killer. Jesus. Former prostitute. And like it got really dark really fast. And the darker it got, the more enthused I was. Yeah. And I really just caught like finding more and more ways to enjoy it. Now, apparently the original title of the film was Lovely But Deadly. See, that would have made more sense. It does. It totally makes more sense. Yeah. But you can't. I think they were trying to keep it a secret. I don't know. I think Crown International, when they picked it up, decided they were going to try and sell it on the sex pot style portion. I gotcha. Of it, you know, because they really sell it hard on that. And by the way, the poster that you may see uh, like on IMDb and stuff like that, our main actress that's in this film, Jill Lansing, I believe her name is, not on that poster. Yeah, I noticed that. It was some different yeah. girl. Yeah, the reason for that is when they contacted Jill Lansing to try and get her on the poster, Yeah. Um, apparently being this being her first major role was also like her first role role uh-huh. as an actress in film, so she got kind of a swelled head, and even by the end of the film, she was being very difficult. Oh, wow. According to the producer in his interview. Yeah. Um, that thing that she did where she had to 
fall into the wet sand on the ocean after she got shot. Uh-huh. She wanted to get like a bump in pay, like for stunt pay, to fall over into the wet sand and get her hair wet. Damn. Like, you know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I kind of understand, but at the same time, I, I you know, I, I get the producer's aspect of that. Yeah. But so apparently she was demanding a ridiculous amount of money thinking that she was going to get it. Uh-huh. And then Crown International just went and hired a Playboy bunny. Um, I can't remember her name, but like she ended up having another acting career herself and she's yeah. in stuff that people would recognize her from later on. Nice. I think she ended up in like Dawson's Creek for fuck's sakes. Holy shit. Yeah. Like if I remember correctly, because I did I a little. Wait. I wait. Stop right. right the fuck now. <laughs> Um, so they put her on the poster and when you look at that poster, you automatically are picturing like a porky sex romp kind yeah, of film. Yeah, oh my god, I thought it was going to be a fun, well, sexploitation I thought it was going to be almost like um, in the vein of uh, uh, American Pie and shit like that you know, yeah, one of those, yeah, yeah porkies that's more yeah. Of its contemporary, yeah. I just thought something like that, and that is not what we got <laughs> We kind of got, kinda but way darker edge and like kind of the type of film that I would enjoy more um, and you know, even though it's called Malibu High, uh, fuck, man. Lovely But Deadly fits it way better, and I, I really feel so. that that's the film that we watched. Yeah. I really dug it. Yeah, I thought it was a good film. Yeah, so, uh, you know... Uh, well, good. thought it was fun to watch. How about that? It was an enjoyable exploitation romp. There you go. And for once, Quentin Tarantino may be right, because this is, like, one of his favorite films of all time, <laughs> apparently, uh, according to the producer, anyway. Wow, no one's sucking on feet. That's weird. Yeah, but there's plenty of shots of feet that probably make him happy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, while you folks contemplate, uh, once again, our obsession with Quentin Tarantino's foot obsession. <laughs> our fetish. Is that our own fetish? Our fetish is, is calling out other fetishes? Yeah. I think that tracks. That's our fetish. While we try to figure out what it is. That's my fetish. We're going to play a promo for a podcast that really wishes that it wasn't equated to anything having to do with... That's my fetish. <laughs> or this show. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of Malibu High, a.k.a. Lovely But Deadly. And when we come back, we will have some PSYOP news. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. <laughs> <laughs> the truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's gotta go. <laughs> That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I'm Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right. We have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. I'm well aware that you are chemically imbalanced, but I'm the kind of guy that likes a challenge. I'm a crazy kind of girl who lives in her own world, who is legally insane. Not afraid and I will rise to the occasion And I'll remind you when it's time for medication For a mixed up little girl Alone in this big world Who is legally insane? 
much for you. Fucked up girl. <laughs> That was on the nose there. <laughs> was it? That I mean, pretty I, solid. I kind of have a, a little bit of a thing developed for our, our main character uh, in this movie. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like fucked up girls, I suppose. Well, maybe. I mean, who cares, man? You're doing well. <laughs> I'm doing all right. I, I like um, the mentally divergent you, like myself. You like you like him a little broken. <laughs> I like everything a little broken. You're the island of misfit toys. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like everything all misfits and weird and fucked up and broken and and uh, also, I like some The far right thinks Burger King's Impossible Burger will uh, turn men into women. <laughs> Wait, is it soy-based? This comes from uh, Ryan. Okay, so Ryan from Cardiac Clockwork, I believe, was the last Uh name of the podcast that he was doing. It's been so long. So, uh, yes, it's a soy-based burger. Uh, They think men eating a plant-based burger will cause men to grow boobs, decrease size of their genitals, and cause sexual confusion and homosexuality. Well, I know that there is, like, an excessive amount of estrogen and that soy can do something like that. I've heard something like that or I've read something like that, but I doubt that, like, eating one Impossible Burger is going to do anything. Well, fans of far-right-wing media are spreading the untrue and somewhat transphobic rumor that Burger King's plant-based Impossible Whopper contains enough of the female hormone estrogen to make cisgender men grow breasts. No, okay, you need a lot of soy-based product for that to happen. Yes. But, I mean, like, it also has to be, like, this weirdly modified version of it for it to have that kind of estrogen as well. I think what they're really trying to say is that if you eat soy burgers, you're a lady. Yeah. Is their their whole well, thing. Well, of course. <laughs> well, anyway, the rumor started because of an article written by James Strangle, a it's South... It's gonna cost you some serious cock. I totally forgot about the clips because I was actually into the story. A, a South Dakota vet and printed in Tri-State Livestock News, a publication (laughs) that generally opposes plant-based meat substitutes as harmful to livestock farmers' business. uh, Stangle wrote, an impossible Whopper has 18 million times as much estrogen as a regular Whopper. Drop the humongous balls. I I find that hard to believe. The impossible burger is made partly of soy, a protein-rich product of soybeans, which contains high concentrations of isoflavor... owns. Uh, they belong to a class of compounds generally known as prioestrogens, which are similar function to human estrogen, but with much weaker effects according That's to the Washington fetish. Post. Yeah, okay, so there is something that there's a little bit of science base behind that, but like I, how much of that would Well, it everything before? with the far right, they take something that's a little bit of science and then stretch it to the point where it's unrecognizable. Wait, whoa, they twist facts to suit their own narrative, Matt? Yeah. No, that can't be. Yeah, the far right does that. No, come on. Yeah. No, come on. No, no I'm, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, dude, if you ever watch Fox News, they're pretty much like just distorting I, why fact would I everywhere. Watch Fox News? Well, I don't know, man. You, you seem pretty shocked about this, so I'm worried that you, that's who you go to for your news. <laughs> <laughs> your quote-unquote news. <laughs> uh, New York University, oh God, yeah. New York University nutrition professor Marianne Nessel told the publication that 
Asian men and boys have been eating large amounts of soy for centuries, and no, they don't grow breasts. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? Any guy who might grow breasts in response to eating large amounts of soy could just have an extremely rare sensitivity to those estrogens, she adds. Your cum will probably taste better. From eating the soy burgers? Probably. Give it a shot. But that hasn't stopped right-wing publications and commenters from repeating Stangle's lie. Conservative news outlets like The National File and MichaelSavage.com have republicized the articles repeating this as fact. Yeah, I knew that there a while ago there was somebody that was reporting about the levels of estrogen found in soy-based product that is like meat substitutes. Yes. And there was some concern about what that would be doing versus the excessive amount of hormones that are now found in meat, you know, that are like precursors to whether it be estrogen or testosterone. Because they were suspecting at some point in time that the excessive amount of hormones in like chicken and beef is what's been causing causing youth to go through puberty sooner than what has been happening in the past, like the numbers of the ages of puberty kicking off in kids. Yeah. They were suspecting that it was like um, the hormones that were found in like beef and chicken and things like that, which is why a lot of this stuff gets, you know, advertised as hormone free. Yeah. I knew that that was a thing that people were talking about. And then I also knew that there were some reports about soy-based products having estrogen in it and it actually having an ill effect possibly on men that consume massive amounts of it. But I'd not heard that it actually causes you to grow breasts. <laughs> That's not something that I had heard before. Yeah, it's weird. Um, America's a bunch of cunts. You got another one from the uh, the uh, from Desmond. Uh, Desmond is from Desmond's Flicks. There you go. Desmond's and my buddy. This one it says, Catholic priests accused of stealing $100,000 in church donations to pay for grinder hookups. Of course. A Pennsylvania Catholic priest is accused of stealing nearly $100,000 in church donations to pay men he met at Grinder for sex acts and to pay off his personal credit cards. Always oh, looking state. for Wang. And there's a lot of Wang around. Reverend Joseph McLoon, 56, was arrested on felony theft and related charges on Wednesday after investigators revealed that he opened a secret check-in account in 2011. It's the erection that counts. To deposit $98,000, over $98,000 in donations for parishioners at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Downingtown, the Chester, uh, the Chester County District Attorney's Office announced. You can't pay a bail. Anywhere I near you? Fix that for a blowy. In Pennsylvania, Downingtown. I'm not familiar with it. All right, you know, I just had to ask. Yeah. Uh, McLoon allegedly funneled the stolen donation checks into an unauthorized St. Joseph activity account. I'm sure at TD Bank for the next six years, according to Chester County District Attorney Chief of Staff Charles Gaza. Father McLoon held the position of leadership, and his parishioners trusted him to properly handle their generous donations to the church. Gaza said in a statement, Father McLoon violated the trust of the members of St. Joseph for his own personal gain. He used the account to fund his personal lifestyle, which included a beach house, travel, dining, and spending on adult men with whom he maintained sexual relationships, according to the attorney's office. I think that's going in the spank bank. McLoon allegedly sent thousands of dollars to men he met on the dating app Grinder, according to a complaint obtained by Philadelphia Magazine. Did he stick of needle down his pee hole. I mean, if they're into it, probably. Maybe. Uh, he allegedly made 17 payments totaling $1,720 to men he met on Grinder via Square online payment app and doubled the fee he collected as a stipend for each mass, wedding, and funeral held at St. Joseph's Parish. It's going to cost you some serious cock. I love how he's charging parishioners for his Grinder mm-hmm. hookups. According to the New York Post, McLoon admitted to using some of the funds to pay for his personal relationships with the men, including 
including $1,200 McClune deposited into the commissionary account of an inmate in the New York correctional facility, it's according to a commissary account, a commissary, sorry, a criminal complaint. According to a criminal complaint, the inmate identified in court documents as Brian Miller was never a Pennsylvania resident and had no previous connection to McClune's church. McClune told investigators that Miller lived in New York City and that he met via uh, Grinder for a sexual relationship, the complaint shows. I'm going to shove the uh, porno magazine down your throat. It always comes back to dick. It's true. Uh, he also is accused of using $3,000 of the stolen funds to pay off personal credit cards. So all around, <laughs> uh, what a shithead. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we had kind of a fun story, sort of. Yeah. And then we have this really depressing yes. story that it morphs into. I'd like to leave you guys with that. I don't want to. Well. So now it's up to me to bring the show back to where it was uh, and bring it up to the light and airy mood because you want to ditch everybody and make them feel like shit. Penis, 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 vagina, vagina, vagina. What, are they married to you? You're just going to leave them unfulfilled and feeling horrible about themselves? Well, that's what I eventually do to everybody who knows me, so. Alright, I guess we're going to take our final break here. <laughs> I'm going to play the Ending Legion promo here to close out the show. When we come back, we'll have some final music befitting of Malibu High. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
So, that's the song called Hookers. Talk about being on the nose. Yeah, right. From the album Teenage and Torture. Teenage and Torture. By the band Schlipper Ray and her happy hookers. Goddamn. Everything, like, that was just three on points right there. Yeah, and it actually kind of talks about modern day, like, the back page style prostitution where you find everything online. Yeah. And, you know, the the click on me, click on me, where, you know, that's trying to get your click to get your attention. But are you telling me there aren't horny milfs in my area? I mean, there are, (laughs) but you don't have to subscribe to the websites that promise you the hookups. Yeah, yeah. The easiest way to find the horny milfs in your neighborhood, according to Darren from the Psychosomatic Podcast, is to look for the box of detergent in the window. Oh. And those are the horny military milfs in your area that will get you killed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't want to do that. I mean, unless you want to die. Yeah, well, maybe. And then maybe you'll just want to hook up with the main character from Malibu High if you want to die. (laughs) Yeah. For your sex input. Yeah, right. Well, if you definitely want to live for your sex, you can find our main launching and landing page. I don't have no idea what that has to do with your sex, but if you can figure that out, it's at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. Also, if you would like to find a group of like-minded individuals that are into the same kind of weird sex that you're into, your best bet is probably our Facebook group, Cinema Psyops. What? Your best bet to find the weird sex stuff that you're probably into and other folks that are into the same thing is our Cinema Psyops Facebook group. Definitely. I mean, more than likely. That's where we're all going to be. That's where all of the weirdos that like this show hang out. I mean, that's where the orgy happens. Yes, I suppose. but Digitally. Like, but not even really digitally, because yeah. Zook will Zook us all for that. They will, yeah. yeah. We'll have to get He'll, like a private WhatsApp chat going or something. He'll Zook us right up the Zook. <laughs> we'll get Zook so fucking hard we won't Zook right for a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're not going to be able to find us on the Facebook group, you can also find us on the Facebooks. I am Court Psyops, and he is Matt Psyop, even though he's hardly ever on there. Although, you've been on there a little bit more lately. Yeah, posting some memes. Yeah, you've been logging in. You've been trying to do some more. It's almost like you're really, really working to try and make that deal that we had actually happen. Yeah. I'm almost impressed. But once it happens, are you going to back off? That's the question. I don't know. We'll just have to see. Yeah, well, if you do, then it's coming back. Well, maybe I'll just gaslight you. I don't know yet. (laughs) If you'd like to email feedback to Matt and tell him that gaslighting is wrong and (laughs) fucking evil, it's it's psyopmatt at gmail.com. If you'd like to email feedback to Court and tell him, come on! Come on! It's time to send a psyops court at gmail.com. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate filled shit fest. That is Twitter. I am at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt, where you can tweet at us words like, come on! Come on! And try and justify the horrendous shit that we've seen happen in this film. You can also find us on Instagram, where I'm more than likely be asking you to, come on! Come on! If you know what I mean, and I think you do. It's cinema underscore psyops. I run that shit like this podcast, and it's bar to town. There's also our flick chat group, although that's more or less tumbleweeds at this point, I think. Yeah. I haven't been on there, and I <sighs> should probably stop mentioning it so that you don't make that stupid sound effect with your fucking mouth. <laughs> it's really fucking terrible. I'm going to mute you. All right. Cinema PsyOps, all one word. And if you're using it, uh, reach us all the other ways that I mentioned above and let us know, because uh, I haven't been on there and neither is Matt. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. That's what's going on. Yeah, that's just how it is. Um, I, I, How do we close out the show? Uh, I believe you use... I know how I'm supposed to, but like, how do I segue from this? Uh, you, you, uh, uh, you can see how empty the world is by... No, 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 no. Um, um, hey, join us for our digital orgy by kicking the fuck out of this weekend. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Well, like I'm going to have to do to my lousy co-host, kick the fuck out of this week <laughs> and make it your bitch. I used to travel in the shadows and I never found the nerve to try and walk up to you. 
Who are in their forties? Yeah, exactly. I'm just gonna keep fucking riding. If that. you don't, if you don't, I will. Um, <laughs> because she's in her forties, that's why it. you want to ride it. Yeah, Saved by the Bell, motherfucker. Uh, this ain't this ain't Bayside High, homie. This is uh, a <laughs> this is retirement home. This high. is this is Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero, where the, they had forty year olds in high school. Because fuck you, all those assholes looked way too old for high school. Well, especially uh, Andrea. I yeah. Oh yeah, Andrea was like fucking collecting social security. She was a senior. By the in high time school. the show was over, she was like full gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the time the show was over, she was on one of those little motorized scooters going around. Uh, I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> oh wait, no. I mean, I broke my hip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> First high school student to ever suffer dementia. <laughs> First high school student who needs like a quadruple bypass surgery. <laughs> That's more stints than actual veins. <laughs> yeah, oh man, man, we are just ranking that poor lady hard. Jesus. <laughs> I used to have a crush on Andrew too. <laughs> I watched that show all of it. Yeah, all right, me too. I don't know, man. It's fucking we're weird. We're commenting on we, it. So. Yeah, I mean, we, you know we watched it. Yeah. Then again, uh, the, and I always thought maybe, like, when I thought back on it, I thought maybe they all just looked older because I was so much younger watching the show, so they all looked older. Uh-huh. And then I resaw a couple episodes. I'm like, nah, man, they're just fucking old. <laughs> they're yeah. way too old for that shit. Yep. Anyway, uh, getting back to this fucking movie, because before this turns into the 9021, podcast. <laughs> It'll work in conjunction. We'll do an episode of 90210 and an episode of MASH. Yeah, MASH. And then, you know, somebody's eventually going to want us to do Say by the Bell. I mean, I, I hate to say it this way, but I kind of like Meatballs 2 more than Meatballs 1. Holy shit. I know, but it's uh, nostalgia. It's a nostalgia. It's, it's, it's a nostalgia thing. I saw it way more. Did he say his name was Meathead? <laughs> yeah, I think his name is Meathead. You know, all right, it would be 100% honest with you. You enjoy it more, too, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. The nostalgia thing. I think I saw Meatballs 2 before I ever saw Meatballs 1. Yeah, it was like all over cable all the time when we were kids. You had a disabled kid who had a souped up fucking wheelchair thing. Yeah, I used to double feature that with fucking Silver Bullet all the time. Yeah, that could beat, that could beat a bus shit. I mean, and then an alien lands and they call him Meathead, and yeah, I mean, come on, man. It's just it's a great movie. John Laura Kent's in it. As a, we're as not a, reviewing that movie. Save it. Fuck, we gotta review that movie someday. Apparently we're doing a full franchise fest on that series. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shit. Okay, it gets rough after two. I'm sure it does. <laughs> just wait till we do Revenge of the Nerds someday. Oh, well, that gets rough at one. That gets rough at minute one. Yeah. <laughs> We would, we would like to fully apologize because we we do some shit. So down with the patriarchy and, and, and fuck that. And also, ladies, I would like to apologize on behalf of Matt for everything that he's ever done wrong to you. And I would he's like a horrible, to, horrible human being. And I would like to apologize on behalf of Court for all the things he has done to you because he is also a horrible, horrible human being. Yeah, but they're all dead now. It doesn't matter. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> 
But I didn't kill them. This is why we get letters. I didn't kill them. Well, I didn't say you did, but like, it's like three of help. them. Three of them drank themselves to death. We're fine. No, that's no, we're not fine. No, that's actually true. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck, dude! <laughs> I have a type, apparently. <laughs> you know what? You start thinking about yourself. Let me read these notes, and you think about what you did. <laughs> I didn't do anything. You did it. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, that's fucked up. How do you think I feel? That's my fucking life. Uh, I know, man. It's really fucked. Jesus. I don't think any of my exes are dead. I don't think, but I don't know because once they were an ex, I just... Uh, that's my dickhead move. I exercised them for my life. So to the point where I never found them again. Well, in the immortal words of Nashville Pussy, the best news that I get is bad news about you. So uh, every I time I heard bad things about my exes, it always made my day. Jesus. Not that they died. Oh, okay. Well, maybe a little. Oh. Except for like one of them. Moving on! I mean, he had the stash for it. Well, not to mention that he was really physically fit. I mean, he was really in shape. Yeah. I mean, you know. That the, you know, I mean, you really recognize that, though. I didn't say he was in gay porn, so how would I recognize him? <laughs> you got nothing, huh? I don't, because you just slammed yourself so beautifully. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> I'm trying to move on here, but... What? I mean, straight porn is so pedestrian, and everybody's into that. <laughs> Filthy casuals. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> masturbate to things that don't even turn you on to really be weird these days. <laughs> the vomit porn not doing it for you anymore? Or? It's Roman, thank you. Oh, Roman, showers. <laughs> Roman showers. Roman yeah. showers. I apologize. Fuck hole. <laughs> what about you uncultured swine. Bestiality. <laughs> it's interspecies erotica, fuck hole. <laughs> Kim and Lucy are getting high back at Lucy's place. What, uh, what a fucking bong. I know, right? <laughs> that was an impressive glass piece. Yeah, man, that's a nice bong. If Grandma's boy is any indication, it was a very expensive piece. <laughs> you know, this expensive... You never throw a bong, kid. That's just wrong. <laughs> that movie's so fucking good. I know. <laughs> yeah, you get addicted to hookers. No, man, you just never throw a bong. You should never throw a bong, kid. <laughs> Uh, your ass is tanner than my face. <laughs> oh, God, I should have known you would quote the fuck out of that movie. Oh, of course, that whole movie's quotable. At one point, there's a line of construction dudes all taking their turns in the van. Yeah, we're talking like sloppy 700s at this oh, point. I know, man. It's like, it's like, hey, dude, you want to get on this? You know what? No, I'm just going to enjoy my lunch and sit here. But thanks, guys. Have a good one. Just get a bloody sandwich day. So I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, at that point, you're just basically pumping the sperm of like a hundred dudes out of that girl anyway. You're just going flying dude, everywhere. Dude, some real butter churning at that point. She's fucking semen of like a bunch of other people's all over you. Just like shooting out of her against your stomach and stuff. And it would be the way that I thrust anyway. <laughs> Okay. What? That's the thing uh, that happens. If you're thrusting hard enough, you can actually force liquid out. It does happen. All right, all right, man. No one's disputing it. And when she's gonna be filled with like a lot of sperm I mean, from a yeah, lot of a lot other of dudes. Sperms from this dude. What's gonna? What else is possibly gonna happen? Again, guys, I'm just gonna enjoy my lunch here in private. Just gonna sit here, have my bologna sandwich. I got some chips. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Got a Capri Sun today. New Capri Sun flavor. Yeah.